0: Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. This week, we have a special guest on the podcast. Andrea Tessier is here. Andrea is a certified master life coach. And in our conversation, we dive in deep on all things self-doubt, what it is, why we have it, and most importantly, all of her secrets on how you can start to heal your own self-doubt. Let's dive in. Andrea is a certified master life coach and personal freedom coach. She is committed to supporting heart-centered women who struggle with overthinking, overwhelm, and self-doubt to get out of her own way and reclaim the life and impact that was placed on her soul. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Hey, Lori. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. It's so great to have you here. And we're just going to jump right in. And I'm really curious about what were you doing before you decided to be a master life coach? Yeah. Wow. So I've been coaching now for almost four years. And
1: before I was a coach and an entrepreneur, I was a teacher. I was a classroom teacher for 13 years. I taught Elementary school mainly and I actually mainly taught internationally so I spent most of my teaching career teaching all over the world at international schools with ex-kids. Um,
0: wow, I didn't know that about you. That's so interesting. So you were what 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 countries were you in? Did you go to multiple countries or how did that work? Yeah, so I ended up
1: I, I originally went to teach overseas for one year as mm-hmm. everybody does. And 11 years later, I was like, mm, that feels complete now. So I ended up teaching in China and the Middle East and in Hong Kong at, yeah, amazing schools and being able
0: to travel all over the world. So what made you decide then to switch out of teaching and pursue a career in entrepreneurship and coaching? Yeah, it was less of a decision, right, people? You think that it's like this calculated thing.
1: Okay, and now I will do this. And truthfully, I think the, the next steps were only available to me because I stopped trying to figure it out. My last two years of teaching, were I was already probably done. Mm-hmm. It was probably complete. But being human, as most of us know, we convince ourselves to stay. We keep doing the same thing, even though because it's easy, because it's comfortable, because there's a good pension, because all of the good reasons to stay, even though a part of you knows that it's done. And it was that last year teaching for sure? I experienced burnout. I was terribly unhappy. And it really got to the point where I was just like, I was ready to go. Like, I didn't even have the capacity to make a decision about what was next. It was just, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens for people is we wait to feel so terrible Mm -hmm. that we're actually not even in the part of our brain that can make decisions, right? When we get so firmly rooted in survival mode, which is so common amongst teachers, and not just teachers, everybody, We actually cannot make decisions. Like, it's really difficult because we're not switched into that part of the brain. And so my only decision was to just get out. There was no forward thinking as I didn't have the capacity. And I truthfully spent months healing, not only from my burnout, and that's where it started, but healing decades of conditioning. And all of the things that were keeping me feeling unfulfilled in the first place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I started to see all of the patterns in my life being reflected back to me because I had learned how to do school so well that being a teacher just felt like the obvious step. And it had just made a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Like Mm -hmm. I was what i was supposed to do right and i think that's a really common thing where people just do what they think they're supposed to do
0: (laughs) oh it's so common Uh, it's so common andrea i i went to college and i ended up choosing to get a finance degree simply because i was people said i was good at math and so i was like well i should choose this then and then From there, it was like, okay, well, this company hired me and they're like big fancy company. I might as well go work for them. And so it it's it's a lot of shoulds, and it's a lot of just letting your life flow in the direction that seems like easiest. Like just this is the path, and not really questioning it along the way. Yes. Totally that. And and I think a lot of it stems from
1: people think they're average, right? People truly believe, and this is true for me, I grew up feeling unremarkable. I grew up with the sense of not being special in me, which meant I went into a safe life because of it. Mm-hmm. And I never fully got to experience my remarkableness. Mm -hmm. And when that's true for people, any amount of what if I could do this differently, right, is met with so much doubt. Because our bodies, our systems are wired to be in homeostasis. Yeah. Keep everything the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that sameness we create safety, but in that sameness, we also don't get to stretch ourselves to our fullest experience of life.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. And we're definitely going to talk about that more deeply. I'm curious, though, before we get into that. So, you took some time off to heal, basically. And How long was that for you that that from the point you you stopped teaching and then your journey to then deciding, hey, this is what I'm going to go do now? Yeah. So it's it's easy to say now hindsight and because
1: I've lived that chapter of my story. And if there's anybody in it right now, it's really, really important to know that you don't get to put a deadline on it. Yeah. So I can, I can share with you my timeline, but everyone gets to know that their process is different. And so I left teaching in June of 2019. No idea what I was going to do with my life. Went traveling because that's what I always did to escape, (laughs) explore the world. Like, yeah, that was my jam. And I came back and I was like, now what do I do? And I had this deep re- realization that this is the first time in my life that I didn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. No idea what I was going to be doing in September, mm-hmm. what my was going to be, where my next paycheck was coming from. And the wisdom of a friend was like, well, I guess you just take it day by day. And that's what I learned to do was like, OK, if I'm going to take this day by day, what does that look like? What is truly going to guide me? It's only then that I started listening to my intuition. And this if anybody is listening to this and resonating with this, the question that I asked myself every single day, every day, there's a sticky note by my bed that said, what do I need and what do I want to do today? That's what I did. Whatever came through first is what I did. And it was truly by listening to those little like niggles, that's what I call them, (laughs) And just following that, that started giving me inspiration and giving me new ideas and possibilities, not because I got the big download, like, Adria, your next career is going to be a life coach. That actually never happened. It was, what?
0: Just- it didn't happen. Well, I just- <laughs> <it's so honest. laughs>
1: really by following the bridegroom, yeah. as simple as that, every single day that guided me to Healing guided me to the right people that gave me the inspiration that I needed. And it was this beautiful, organic process that I can say now in hindsight. When I was in it, it was terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that you're saying that because hindsight is always 2020. And we're, it's easy to look back and package the process in a nice little, little, neat package. But, as we live through our experience, a lot of the time, it's not that there's so many up and downs in between and along the way that we're skipping over when we kind of summarize it. So I appreciate you saying that. And the process that you mentioned, I really, really love it. I know you were trying to figure out a lot of things in your life, but a big objective of this podcast is just to plant the seed with women that the most important thing is to ask themselves, what is it that they want? What is it that they need? These are the questions that we need to consistently come back to because we we are in charge of our life if we do that and we're not just looking outside of ourselves for all the answers. And so I, I really love that so much. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, can I piggyback on that?
1: Yeah, go right ahead. (laughs) There's so much in that is is our our own conditioning, right? And what I learned as that like unremarkable little girl is I learned how to get everything right, right? And we're so good at that as women is getting it right, being the rule follower. Many women identify as people pleasers, a perfectionist, getting people to like us, right, so that we can be chosen, so that we can feel a sense of belonging, which all means that we're masking up and trusting someone else's wisdom somebody else knows better than i do right and that is what creates doubt by mm-hmm. listening to some other authority above our own intuition is what creates doubt it's how we end up in accounting or finance or in careers that don't serve us because we think we should Right. We think that this is what we are supposed to do. And until we really undo that learning and that conditioning, we're never going to set ourselves free. Like it actually doesn't matter what the next damn thing is
0: mm-hmm.
1: unless you go in and decide to do the work to become your own best authority to mm-hmm. find that inner empowerment of I get to choose this is my life. I am going to be the hero of my life and I'm going to choose the next thing. And it could be messy and I could get it wrong. And that's okay because I am choosing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think with practice um, is where the self-trust comes in. You start to see the wisdom come through that you didn't notice before and that But but it takes the practice and then the trial and error and and the trust starts to build. And it's it's this day by day thing that grows and doesn't happen overnight, for sure. Exactly. Well, let's 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 dive in on self-doubt. I know we were going to talk about three secrets to healing self-doubt. And and that's that's one of the things that. That you talk a lot about, so I'd love to really start to unpack some of your secrets. So these sound exciting. So (laughs) why why don't you get started on those, and I'll see what kind of questions pop up along the way. (laughs) I say three because it's catchy,
1: but there could be seventeen, there could be two and a half, there could be a hundred. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's just see what comes up. Here are all the self doubt secrets. Just kidding. (laughs) Let's
1: see where this goes, but. Truly, like when we feel unremarkable, like a lot of people do, they think that they're normal. It's really hard to feel confident to chase our dreams, mm-hmm. right? It's even hard to I say, well, I actually have dreams and yeah. desire, right? And if you doubt yourself, it's very hard to be resilient. It's very hard to master a skill. It's very hard to go for the thing. And if we paint the picture of doubt, it's almost like you get the subtle whisper do the thing right go ask for his number or quit your job or actually you want to be a dancer you get the subtle whisper right mm-hmm. and that is like the magic of the universe like for me and that it's whatever you want to call it god spirit source saying the medicine is over here and then the mind comes in and kills that right mm-hmm. right like homeostasis well that's going to be different you can't do that what about all the security that we have built over time and we ruminate and it controls our actions and it controls our thoughts and anytime you want to do something or try something that is greater than your current situation it comes up mm-hmm. it's up for everybody like deep down we're not enough Right. And I'm so, I've become so obsessed with helping people remove that part or at least quiet it down so they can listen to that first whisper. Right. Because that is actually what you're supposed to be doing, or at least putting you on the direction to what you're supposed to be doing. And there's a ton of reasons for doubt. Listen, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of judgment, all of those things are real. And the antidote to that, like to that level of fear is actually just being exposed to what we're afraid of, right? Have you ever been afraid of posting something on social media because somebody's going to say something horrible and then they say something horrible and you're like, oh, I didn't die. (laughs) Or like you ask the guy for his number and he says no. And you're like, okay, that really sucked. And I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Become less afraid. And so truthfully, that antidote to self-doubt is a level of certainty, but not in the certainty of the outcome, not in the certainty that I'm going to get his number for sure. Right. Not in the certainty that I'm going to make a million dollars, but certainty in myself. I have got me whatever happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I I completely agree with everything you're talking about. And what came up for me while you were talking is when you were talking about the self-doubt and when the the idea pops up in your mind is no, 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 no. And all the things come up. And what I've learned and what is talked about really in there is so your 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 brain, your body is basically wired to keep you safe. And anything that is outside of that homeostasis that you're talking about, your your day to day current way of doing things feels unsafe or is like this message is unsafe to your brain. You haven't done it before. Right. So there's those the neural pathways in your brain and saying, okay, wait, we've never done this before. So we need to have you stop right now. Stop what you're doing. You're crazy. You can't do this. You've never done it before. And what Andrea is saying is so true. When you start to do it, your brain changes. And now all of a sudden, it's something you went from, I've never done this to before. I did it once and it was okay. I didn't die. And you just, it evolves into something that all of a sudden, after you do that thing five or six times, now you're a person who does that. And it's totally safe. And so it that is the cool way that some of these things evolve. but you know, none of it is our fault. I mean, like we, our bodies are purposely built to do this, to keep ourselves from running out into the street and getting run over, things like that. And it can't really differentiate between that and sending out a social media post or asking a guy out.
1: No, I don't know where that random example came up. I need to meet that, like really into that today. I love that. I love that. And he. If we're talking like three secrets to healing self doubt, I think it's really first important that we understand that as a concept, that our body's natural system is designed to keep us safe and small and in homeostasis. So it's biological and not and historical, right? However, and then you're bringing up some really important things about getting into the body. And I think that's what is really, really key to is. Most of our lives, we're living in our head and we truthfully need to get into the body if we want to start making more honoring decisions for ourselves. Plus our living, chin up, overthinking, right? Overwhelm. Overwhelm is a symptom of overthinking because we're thinking of all of the options and then we end up driving ourselves absolutely bonkers. We want to get out of the mind and into the body. We're conditioned to believe that we need our mind to make decisions, that we need to choose the direction, that we need to figure it out, or that we need to just know. But in reality, 90% of our information comes from the bottom up, right? So that ventral vagal nerve that runs from the brain down to the gut actually sends 90% of the information from your belly that's crazy right so when we're overthinking and we're spiraling and we can't decide we're all in our head and that's what keeps us in doubt and so we need to drop into the body first so what does that even mean get into the body yeah let's talk about that (laughs) and so here i'm talking like from a somatic perspective somatic being of the body We want to be taking time in our day to be consciously aware of what's happening below the chin, right? Do you know what your breath feels like, right? Do we even know that there is like an energetic, like pulsing through the palms of your hand, right? Do you know, like right now I'm holding my belly in. I've been holding my belly in since I was like four and it's so unconscious for me. That like until I realize it and soften there, I'm just going to do it. And if we, when you start to subtly pay attention to what's actually happening in your body moment to moment, there's so many places that we hold tension, we hold pain that we don't even know because we're all in our head. So getting into the body means actually becoming aware of what's happening here. And we don't need to overcomplicate it. It can be a moment, like 30 seconds to just pause and feel your toes. Okay. And then pause and feel the bottom of your feet and like the no- the joints of your knees. It gets to be that simple.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me ask um, you a question about that. So for people listening, it's, okay, I'm in my head all the time. I get that. That's basically where our society is right now because we're constantly busy doing being reading consuming media so it's it's very natural at this point for us to be in our heads thinking thinking work reading bringing in information mm-hmm. and when we shift into this these moments of feeling our toes feeling the bottom of our feet taking a breath feeling how that feels in your body that kind of thing What is that doing for us in the moment to help with the self-doubt?
1: Yeah. So in the moment, is it going to cure your self-doubt in a second to fill your toes? Absolutely not. (laughs) What's going to happen over time is that you are going to develop a relationship with your body where that it can soften. If, Like I said, I'm holding my belly. Holding my belly, it can stretch. Whoa, the word is so hard construct constriction in my chest. A lot of people walk around with like their shoulders up and their neck tense. They're walking around their body thinks that life is a threat, mm-hmm. right? If you are walking around tight and tense all of the time, there's no energy flowing, right? You don't have the capacity to hear that intuitive nudge in your gut that says turn left instead of turn Right. You're so disconnected from it because you're listening to all of the other things that you're consuming, your audiobooks and your podcasts Mm -hmm. and your music and all of the things, rather than your body. Yep. So the doubt that's in your head is gonna be way louder than that little nickel in your belly that's don't do that. Or let's go
0: this way instead. Hmm. So then effectively we're we're turning down our brain slightly so we can when we turn up parts of our body. And so then we're
1: ourselves an opportunity to be in the parasympathetic nervous system, the one that's responsible for rest, healing, and digesting. Because we're in when we're in the sympathetic, we're tight, we're tense, we're constricted. We're in a survival state. So we're not generating new creative ideas. It's just mm-hmm. not possible. Mm-hmm. And so dropping into the body gives us a chance to then connect to intuition. Gets us an opportunity to connect to ourselves. We get to see new opportunities, new ways of doing things, ways that are uniquely ours that don't come from somebody outside of ourselves. Does that mean the doubt doesn't come in? No, the doubt will still be there. It it will still come in. However, you'll start over time to trust the intuition of your body over the stories of the doubt that creep in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that really helps, I think, clarify what we're talking about here. Because for me, too, when I think about how busy we've come to be in our head and just either consuming, thinking, constantly doing, and even to that moment of paying attention to your toes or feeling your breath is space. It's like a little bit of space. And in that space, we have opportunity to hear ourselves. And if you want to know how to develop a better relationship and who are you, and what am I, all these important questions, we have to have that space in our day for it to come through. Otherwise, we couldn't, we couldn't hear it if it shouted at us. And I think, if we're, we're talking about healing doubt. A huge part of that is our
1: relationship with doubt, because along with doubt comes uncertainty, questioning ourselves. And for most of us, an inner critic or an inner judge. And most people, self occluded, are like, they just want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. If I get rid of it, then I could listen to my intuition. If I could just kick out the part of me that doesn't believe in me, then I'll be good. And what we really get to get, and I had to get this for myself, is that doubt is part of our humanness, right? It is just part of our human experience. And it allows us to do the really important work on ourselves, right? And it's also an opportunity to find out more. We don't always need to listen to the doubt. And the thing that changed the game for me and that I really work with all of my clients in all of my programs is what is the highest intention of the doubt? Because it's one thing to vilify these parts of ourselves and be like, I don't like this part of me. I want to get rid of it. I want to shove it down. It's another thing to really accept it for its highest intention, right? To, to actually stop the battle and go, okay, you know what? I get it. Doubt, you're actually trying to help me. You're trying to help me stay safe. You're trying to keep, make sure that the bills are paid. You're trying to make sure that I feel belonging. Thank you, doubt. All of these parts have a high intention, right? It it comes up as protection. It says, this is new. This is scary. This is outside of my comfort zone. and. We actually don't want to ignore that, right? We don't want to suppress that. However, what we do want to do is kind of give ourselves a moment of gratitude for it coming up, right? Because in those moments, and I don't know if you've had this experience, you have kids at home, right? When you give the attention that they need, what do they do? They quiet down a little bit, right? And so when I think of doubt as just a part of me, an aspect of me, right, and this is what we teach in internal family systems or IFS, is that these parts of ourselves have a really high intention. So we can acknowledge those parts for their highest intention for trying to protect, trying to manage. Thank you. It can simmer down and we can come back to more of that empowered self led energy rather than being fueled by doubt. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a really important point, Andrea. The the doubt that comes in is always from a positive place. And it's not only trying to protect you from something new in the future. It a lot of the times came up to protect you when you were little. And in that time when you're little, you needed it and it, it saved you and you don't need it anymore a lot of the time. So letting go of that battle is so important because if you push against it, it's, it's just going to try to be louder. And like you said, to start to let it go a bit, you have to, you have to meet it with, with gratitude, with understanding, with love. It's a piece of you that needs love. At the end of the day.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. And also to set the expectation,
1: like I teach people this. This is what I coach my clients on. Like women come to me to feel more empowered, to feel more confident, to make better decisions for themselves, to feel more aligned. So like I am in this work all of the time and they still experience doubt. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) like. As an example, at the moment, I got this really powerful, like download, like intuitive nudge to start a mastermind and bringing together other entrepreneurial women thought leaders to join together in community. I'm very good at bringing big groups of people together and forming cohesive, strong communities. And the thought came in instant. Felt excited, and you know when I feel that level of excitement as a just as a generator in human design, like I know it's a thing. And then the doubt came in, and the doubt said, "Well, who are you to do this? Mm-hmm. Why did anybody join your mastermind?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not an expert in anything." And I and I listened to the doubt, and I was like, "Oh shit, maybe I should do it." And then I paused, and I was like, "No, no, no." But remember, excitement—that was real. Yeah. So I was able to turn up the volume on that that medicine, on the magic, on that download. Because that's what we all dream of, right? Is having those moments of like inspiration. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, no. I'm here to listen to that, right? That voice wants me to stay exactly where I am. Thank you so much, Dote, for reminding me that I'm safe and comfortable over here. And I have work to do.
0: Yeah. That's really great. We're going to start to wrap this up, Andrea. Do you have any last uh, parting thoughts for our audience on this topic or anything else you want to bring up before we close out? Yeah. First of all, I want to tell anybody that's listening, if your doubt comes up, you're not doing it wrong.
1: Nothing about you needs fixing. You are not broken. Our job is truly just to listen more to the truth of who we are and give that a louder voice and start to turn down the volume on those parts that are keeping us safe and small. And if you don't know how to do that, that's okay because we were literally never taught. Yeah. This is where it can be really powerful to seek out support, a therapist, a mentor, a coach, someone that can show you how to turn the volume on those things and also show you how to tap back into your own alignment and inner wisdom.
0: Well, thank you so much, Andrea. Where could people connect with you, check out your work? Where can they find you? Yes. So
1: in the fall, the mastermind is happening. And so that will start in September. If anyone is here is an entrepreneur, you've been in business for two or three years, anywhere between two to five years, you've been in the game for a little bit and you're really searching for your people your epic community of other contra- conscious entrepreneurs be in touch and if that's not you but you're looking for more epic content around just feeling more empowered feeling more aligned feeling more confident you can follow me on instagram it's just the reverse of my name yeah and there's always new content and trainings on there
0: Thank you so much, Andrea. I really really enjoyed this conversation. And I know that there are people out there listening that are going to take so, so much away from it. Thank you. Thank you for
1: having me, Lori.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.